0: Spring training is open, a couple of news tidbits rolling out of there, and a few things that we can get excited about with Milwaukee Brewers. As spring training is underway down in Phoenix, we'll get to that next here on Locked On Brewers. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As you see the pictures and video from spring training down in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. There's a few things that I get excited about watching and yeah, I mean, everybody's optimistic. When you go to spring training, every team, even like the Pittsburgh pirates, everybody's in a good mood around camp. There's two times I've noticed people are really happy around sports with the exception of your team, uh, clinching a pennant, uh, opening day, your team winning a championship, spring training. There's all sorts of optimism down at spring training. And I think a few things to be really excited about with the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, yeah, I know some of the offseason didn't go as we wanted to go. But I think some news that I've seen here in the last couple of days makes me feel a little bit better about the team. Good to have you along. Chuck Freeman here on Locked On Brewers, part of the On Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Download the podcast daily on Google, Spotify, Apple. We're on all the major downloads. Go to your audio platform, and we are there because we're the number one podcast brewer podcast on the network because you're great brewer fans out there. And, of course, go to Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, Chuck Freeman, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D, our growing YouTube page. Let's not forget that. Go to YouTube, search Locked On Brewers, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell. That'll alert you every time we drop an episode here on Locked On Brewers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day. I'm excited for my second season covering the Brewers for Locked On Brewers. I've been covering the Brewers for a long, long time, we'll say. And uh, and by the way, a couple of radio shows I'm on on a weekly basis, Talking Brewers Baseball with uh with you uh thanks to john papadopoulos i'm looking forward to joining him on espn lacrosse uh, 105.5 and of course you can get that online as well but especially in your lacrosse beautiful lacrosse area join uh john this past week I have been around them sparingly over the years uh, talking Brewers baseball, but uh, now it's going to be a weekly thing, uh, 4.30 on Mondays, uh, talking with him. And, of course, the Bill Michaels show. Uh, you know, Bill and I have been friends for years. Uh, Tuesdays, we're, we're on, on occasionally now during spring training, but Tuesdays, once baseball season gets rolling, we'll be on Tuesdays uh, with Bill Michaels talking Brewers baseball with you, all talking about our favorite team daily here on Locked on Brewers. And – yeah, there's some great news coming out of training camp. Uh, yeah, it's not been a, a a season that we've loved, an offseason that we loved, starting with our manager leaving for the Chicago Cubs, and then the Woody news. Uh, the day after Thanksgiving, the Brewers uh, releasing the news on a 7 o'clock on a Friday night. I remember, it was down in Chicago. Shannon was at a... Uh, a conference down there and I, she wanted to go out and I'm like, man, I got to wait till this news come out. Cause I got to put a podcast together. And then on a Friday night, uh, right at Thanksgiving, uh, the news did come down that the Brewers were not tendering Brandon Woodruff. Uh, the Brewers did put out a uh, something on Twitter, which and I was on John's show this past week, John Papadopoulos. And I said, I don't remember this ever happening where a team basically gave a farewell message to somebody farewell. Thanks for all the good times and all that. Uh, and then, then they, then they came back. Then that person came back to the team. So when that news officially came out that, well, the Brewers did not tender, uh, Brandon Woodruff and he was not coming back and the farewell tweet that they put out, which was classy by the Brewers, but it didn't make me feel any better that he was not coming back. I thought, okay, that was it. But somehow the door was kept open. And the Brewers did sign him to a two-year deal, which I wanted them to do from the very beginning. Now, either the price came down for Woodruff because he wasn't getting any takers out there. I don't think the Brewers came up with their price. Put it this way. I don't think they, because he was due $11.6 million. Okay, Uh, $11.6 million. I don't think they came to that deal. And what I think happened here is the market came down for Woodruff. There wasn't a lot of takers out there. And the Brewers like the Churio deal where they're thinking they're buying some, they're buying some quality here uh, with Woodruff, uh, you know, buying with Churio, you know, they're taking a little bit of a gamble by buying out those arbitration years. And Woodruff, I think maybe when this deal, knowing that, well, 2024, he's probably not going to pitch, but what happened to, for 2025? And we'll see what happens there. So, I have a feeling this deal probably is maybe a two-year, $14 million deal. So they're going to get him for next season. And obviously, this is like Woodruff pitching for the Brewers. is like the Brewers signing Reese Hoskins. Reese came here with the intention, okay, he's going to make $12 million this year, but he's looking to better his numbers this year, get healthy, get back on track, show people that he's the Reese Hoskins that we saw in the Phillies, And then look for bigger money, and he's probably gone. So, which is, I I was fine signing that contract. It was good getting him for at least a year. Same with Woodruff. You're going to get him for 2025. I don't think he's going to pitch at 2024, but you're going to get him for 2025 and see where things roll from there. I do think there was a chance that had he not suffered the injury, they were going to sign him to a long-term deal. I feel there was a possibility there. I have a feeling he was the guy between Burns and Woodruff. It seems like he was the guy that they had targeted to keep all the while, but then he got the injury and things changed a little bit, obviously. And for Woodruff, things changed a lot because he was ready to, but ready to cash in in the free agent market, but bring him back. Good locker room guy results guy. Most importantly results guy and I'd love to see ho- hopefully Woodruff bounces back. And I talked here on the podcast. I said if anybody can bounce back from this and and you know his attitude is so good and people love him and all that. And that all counts for something, yes. And you got to win games. But Woodruff does win games. He came back from the injury this year uh, and, and put up some numbers and obviously couldn't pitch. We learned a couple of days before the Brewers were gonna begin their playoff run that he was not going to be able to pitch in game two. And I think that took some of the air out of the theme. But yeah, Woodruff getting back, good for him. It works for him. He's going to be with a, a franchise he knows. Uh, yeah, he he didn't get, a, I think, a lot of bites in the free agent market. So the Brewers have a chance to get work with him a little bit, and we'll see what this whole season and let him progress. They'll pay him and get him for 2025. I'm good with that. And then see where the ball rolls from there. Because obviously the Brewers would not have him. I don't think if the Brewers were going to, had any, if they didn't feel that they were going to get him to a long-term contract extension if he got healthy, or if they didn't feel he was healthy enough, I don't think that they would have done this deal. Now again, like anything with the Milwaukee Brewers, as I always say, when they do stuff like this, like the Jackson Churio, you always got to take a little pause and hold your breath. Oh boy, where are we headed? But I think this is a great deal for the Brewers. I do. I just have it. In, I have this feeling that he's going to come back and that they have plans for him in the future. Like I said, even before the injury, I felt Woodruff was going to be on this team long term, and Burns was the guy that they were going to part ways with. Now I wish they would have got more for Burns, but Woodruff is the guy that they were going to. They were going to invest in, and maybe so, but they obviously feel good. Whoop. Phone always goes off at the wrong time. How about that? Uh, I set my alarm for five fifteen because I was going to check my Twitter at that count uh, just in case some more Brewers news did break today. But I cut this a little bit earlier uh, than I thought it. So and my alarm went off and I forgot about it. But anyway, um, yeah, I feel like Woodruff. They could now. This could totally backfire, and he, you know, worst case scenario, he never pitches again. Okay. And or he doesn't pitch in the two years that he's under contract with the Brewers, and you know they ended up paying him whatever they pay him, and yeah, but I like the future investment again, this is the Brewers <clears throat> kind of move they're banking on him, coming back and being healthy they love the medical reports obviously, and Woodruff coming back to the Brewers let's have, let him uh do his thing Sal Freelick possibly moving to the infield yeah, Murphy doesn't want to Go head first into this deal. I get that. But we'll talk more about that coming up here. Chuck Freeman, Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. And, of course, we are brought to you in part by FanDuel. FanDuel's America's number one sports book for a reason. Well, because they have everything there. They're trustworthy, and you get great deals like this. $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet. Yeah, FanDuel, you know, if you bet through them, you are going to get your money if you win, uh, and that's all there is to it. There's no hidden games, none of that, uh, which could be with some other people out there, but not with FanDuel. 150 bucks if your first bet of five dollars wins. Quick bets, same game parlays, over and unders, odds, props, everything you need from FanDuel—it is right there on FanDuel. That's why they're America's number one sports book. And let's face it, they would not be a partner of the NBA or the NFL, if they were not a reputable organization and FanDuel is a name brand. Again, they have everything there. All your favorite NBA players and teams to bet with, not just NBA, they have college, they have pro, they'll have baseball coming up, obviously, NHL, anything you need. Great time in the doldrums of winter. Get into FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Shoot your shot today. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers, and we're coming right back. Welcome back to Lockdown Brewers. Chuck Freeman here, Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Coming up on the show tomorrow, tomorrow, we're going to talk about Mark Antanasio. Are the Brewers really going to be competitive as with Antanasio as the owner? He always has some comments. The media always corners him first couple of days off camp. We'll get to that coming up on tomorrow's show. Sal Freelich, though, I like the idea of him moving to the infield. Although Pat Murphy, the Brewers manager, says, Hey, let's pause here. Let's not run. Freelich has not played infield since high school, I believe, since his days at high school. He's been an outfielder. But there's a glaring need for him for the Brewers uh, in the infield. Now, The Brewers have some guys in the outfield that you can't sit at all. We've talked about that. I said a couple of days ago, well, will there be a a trade? Will the Milwaukee Brewers be making a deal with their glutton of outfielders? Well, one way to solve having all those guys in the outfield is to move somebody to the infield and Sal Freelich is the guy. Now, they think, obviously, he's athletic enough to make the switch uh, into the infield. Now, where do you play him? Well. There seems to be a sentiment, buddy, well, playing at second base Well, Bryce Terang is playing second base, and you like to think Bryce is going to build on, you know, the terrible year he had his rookie year offensively, showed some bright spots early on, but it was overall not a very good year offensively, defensively great, but I like the idea of Sal maybe playing third base. I'm giving Terang my shot at second base, okay? I'm not all in on Terang yet, Okay. He still has got some things to prove offensively. But I think going into the season right now, it's Freelich and Ortiz battling for that second base spot. But over at third, you have a wide open spot right there. Uh, again, you just can't throw any warm body over at third base, a guy who's been playing outfield, and play at the major league level. Yeah, maybe the Brewers should have had some foresight back in the day and, and played him some infield at, at third base, maybe down to the minors. But it didn't happen. And now they're thinking about moving him at third. It was Pat Murphy's idea, moving him to third. Why not? Why not play in the hot corner? Uh, you know, we've seen an athlete like Ryan Braun play short third, play some uh, play some outfield. We've seen him do a little bit of everything. And, and Sal Freelick is this type of athlete, I think. A guy who can, who can make the adjustment. Now, it's not going to happen overnight, but to keep his bat in the lineup and to keep Garrett Mitchell in the lineup as well playing center field because of those outfield spots, as I talked about the other day, somebody's going to have to sit. I like the idea of Sal playing some infield for me, and over at third base. There's a gaping hole that the Brewers did not fix in the offseason at third base, and this is one way to clean it up a little bit, get Sal over at third base. Yeah, if you got to play some second base, get him in the everyday lineup, everyday lineup. Um, but, yeah, I was great seeing some some video of him taking some second base and third base. But I think third base is the way to go. If you're going to move him in the infield again, I don't know, Defensively plays just because you put his bat in a lineup. He's got to be able to field that position, especially at the major league level. They will take advantage of that opponents. will if he can't get it done over there and he's a hack at third base, which I don't think he will be, but we'll find out, but it's a work in progress for Sal Frelick at third base. But bolstering this lineup is something the Brewers need to do and getting his bat in and getting Mitchell in the lineup every day would be a great thing. Now, another piece, I think, is added to our outfield spot. Now, again, don't go all in on this because it's easy to watch videotape of somebody. It's like going to YouTube and watching a highlight reel of somebody and being all in. You know, you go to basketball, you go to a base. Like Jake Mizorowski, if you go to YouTube, you'll see, you know, and and I'm sure he's going to be great. You know, I, I, lean towards that direction, but you're going to see him just be amazing and you'll see highlight reels of players and you'll be all in. You'll look at them and say, wow, okay, uh, great. What they never show is the bad moments. Okay. But with Joey Weimer right now, uh, some videotape has has come out from him taking swings down at spring training and looking great. Got rid of the hitch, got rid of that stupid open stance that he had. I don't know why this wasn't corrected earlier with him again, rumors, what are you doing? How did he not correct this earlier? But I said, going into off season last fall, I said, they have to correct Joey Weimer's batting stance. They have to do a lot of different things with him. Uh, if he is going to be better than a 204, 13 home run in a hot and 364 at bats type of guy, he's got a lot of athletic ability. He can play defense, but there's something there with Weimer, but he needs to correct that batting stance. But again, you know, he's hitting pitches that are 80 miles an hour coming at him at the plate in spring training. He's getting around on it. Weimer might have been terrific down at the lower levels, but he can't get away with some of that stuff that he was doing last year at the major league levels, maybe early on, but opposing pitchers and pitching coaches and with video and modern technology and analytics, opposing teams were able to counter the holes in Weimer's swing, which they did. They did plenty. Now, again, this is just the early stages of Weimer, but I like that he's made an adjustment at the plate. Should have never had that hitch to begin with. That should have been corrected a long, long time ago. The Brewers should have realized that can't be possible at this level. But I like the fact, you know, saw his swing. Still, he's got a long ways to go on it, but I'm encouraged by Joey Weimer. Now, am I going to put him in the everyday lineup as of right now? No. He's still a guy who's on the outside looking in with the brewers and maybe he starts the team maybe he starts the year at triple a maybe with weimer you start him at triple a and let him continue to work through the new batting stance and get reps because he's not going to get it at the major league level not unless there's an injury god forbid but weimer right now i think with everybody out there we look at him as a guy who's coming off the bench but maybe weimer starts the year at triple a because there's nowhere to play in the outfield, and you need him to get some reps. I'd be good with that, but again, encouraged by the Stamps. Don't get too excited on the overhype on him. I see a lot of it out there already, and we're all happy for him that he's changing things around, but still, he's got a ways to go. Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers, coming up here on the show. Christian Yelich talked to the media for the first time as well. We're going to get to that coming up here in a little bit. Lockdown Brewers, you get us on Skype. Uh, On Google, Spotify, Apple, we're on all the major downloads. Go to YouTube, search Locked On Brewers, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, please. Hit us up on Locked On Brewers. And of course, I love hearing from all you guys on Twitter, Chuck Freeman, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D. More and more Brewers news is going to be coming out here throughout the spring as we lead up for uh, the opening day, which starts about a month from now. Can't wait. We're going to be talking Brewers baseball with you every day getting excited about the season opening up. We're coming right back after we talk to you about eBay Motors. eBay Mo- Motors, uh, I've been a big fan of eBay Motors over the years, bought uh, memorabilia on there and, and so on, and it's a great place to go. Uh, God, they have been doing it for 25, I mean, eBay's, how long have they been around? For over 25 years. So when eBay comes up with something, I trusted it 100% because they're uh, they're the way to go. Uh, passion drive and passion with ebay motors is the way to go if you're looking for performance superchargers chargers uh, roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered. 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you always find exactly what you're looking for with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. They're not there to take advantage of you. They're there to help you out and give you a good price on things. With all the parts you need, the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive, ebaymotors.com. My guy down the street who's out there, it's a 50-degree day in Milwaukee. He's down the street working on his car today. He goes all the time to eBay Motors. He swears by it. And, and if this guy tells me, hey, uh, I'm going there and I see your videos and I've, I've tried it, but I've been doing it for years, Chuck. Hey, man, thank you. EbayMotors.com. Eligible items apply. apply uh, exclusions apply. Eligible items only. Uh, visit EbayMotors today. EbayMotors.com. Ebay Guaranteed Fit. Only available to U.S. customers. We're coming right back. Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers. Welcome back to Lockdown Brewers. Chuck Freeman, your host here on Lockdown Brewers. Again, coming up tomorrow. On the show, we'll talk about Mark Antanasio, his role in all this. He plays a big role, obviously, in the Milwaukee Brewers going forward. What he had to say, some of his comments. And it, do you feel that? Do you feel it? I mean, it says he wants to win. Sometimes I just, I question. I know a lot of you guys do as well. You know, if it's a baseball thing or an ownership thing. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up. Uh, Christian Yelich, cornered by the media, down in spring training. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've probably seen so some of you diehards and everydayers out there saw some of the video on, on Twitter of his interview with the guys from Journal Sentinel or our buddy Adam McKelvey. Uh, you know, he's he's talking about the <laughs> one thing he said, and, th- you know, this is what I say about the Milwaukee Brewers. He says, well, w- w- when somebody asked him, might have been Todd Rosiak, uh, who asked him, you know, what do you think of the where the Brewers are picked this year, third or fourth in the division? You know, somewhere on that he goes, well... I feel I and Yelich said, Yeah, I feel obviously, you know, we're going to be better than that. We have some talent here, but we're the Brewers. But we're the Brewers. When he said we're the Brewers, he means, you know, people, national media, they're all going to dump on Milwaukee. You know, Milwaukee is always going to be oversighted. And this has been my something I've campaigned against all my life. You know, Milwaukee not being on Sunday Night Baseball, Milwaukee never. Rarely being on national TV, although some of that's changing, but they're never on Sunday night ESPN baseball. Um, but yeah, M- Milwaukee is a team and he's right. He gets it. Uh, Yelich does, but we're the Brewers. You know, people are always going to look down on us. Yes, that's the that's truth. But you know what? The Brewers have kind of made their own bet in this as well. And I've heard, you know, yeah, well, the Brewers have one of the best records in baseball since 2018 and that and all that. But I, I counter with no World Series appearances during that time. Got a nine or a 10 game playoff losing streak in that as well. So we'll get to that coming up on the show. But Yelich feels good, feels healthy, but he said something great. I I liked what he said about Jackson Churio. Yeah, let's let him be a kid. Let's not put too much pressure on him. Yeah, he signed the deal, and there's a lot of pressure when you sign a deal like that. I get that, and Yelich gets it as well. And Pat Murphy talked about that with Yelich, that Yelich is behind some of those because he felt uh, there was some pressure there after he signed the contract in 2020 that, um, you know, the the ability to go out there and perform. Jackson, we don't know him yet. We don't know really anything about his personality or anything like that. Uh, we'll learn that as we go along here. But, yeah, let him go out there and perform. Yes, let him go out there, and he's going to make some mistakes, I'm sure, and who knows, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he comes in and is just like Ryan Braun, who fit right in right away in 2007, and maybe not. But let's not get discouraged if Churio comes up here and is the starting center fielder, and he comes up, and he's hitting 200 in the first month. You know, There's going to be those naysayers out there who are going to be negative, and if he's got to make a trip down, okay. But let him go out there and be a kid, be someone who's a teenager, and we're all in on him. And if he makes some mistakes and he does some things, or if he struggles early on, hey, let's give him some time. There's no pressure for him. Yeah, we're trying to get back and win a division title, but we're going the route of young and uh, a kid out there who's got a whole lot of potential, but don't expect him to come up. Our expectation shouldn't be for him to come up here and start raking right away and snaring fly balls all over the place and hitting, you know, coming up to clutch spots and delivering. If he does, great. But I know there's a learning curve with Jackson Churio and Yelich kind of as a leader on this team. And you always wonder who the leader on this team is. The leader came out and and said that, which was great to hear. He feels healthy. He feels ready to go. Looks a little stronger. And he feels he could build on what he did last year What 277, 278, 21 home runs, uh, 19 home runs, I think he had a, a nice year last year. I don't think he had a. He was just so mediocre in those other years. He bounced back. Let's build on that. I don't want to. I want to see him do better than what nineteen home runs, two seventy eight this upcoming season. And uh, he's in the middle of that nine year contract extension. So Yelich uh, needs to be good on this team for this team to contend. I don't think there's any secret about that. We'll talk a whole lot more about that. Mark Antanasio's comments. Things looking good down at spring training. First game coming up here shortly, but I'm encouraged by Weimer. I like the idea of moving Freelick into the infield and Brandon Woodruff. I like the long-term investment on that. I'm all smiles today. Chuck Freeman, Lockdown Brewers. Again, follow me on Google, Spotify, Apple. Hit the subscribe button on all those and hit the likes. So it'll pop up on your feed every time we drop an episode. Of course, Lockdown Brewers, please, YouTube, Search for us, Lockdown Brewers. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell. Follow me on Twitter, Chuck Freeman, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D. Chuck Freeman, Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. So long, everybody.